Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguerre Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Daguerre Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Feel 
Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your voice, your lovely voice that brings direction to our lives and our ministries, our marriages, our jobs, everything. Pray for direction and deliverance this morning by your holy word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this opportunity. And we ask you to take full control. Teach us yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Put your hands together as you take your seat this morning. This morning, I have probably the most important uh, message to share with you. And I'll continue next week and the week after till, uh, till I stop. Amen. I want to talk to you about offenses. Yeah, I want to talk to you about those who are offended. Matthew chapter 18, verse 7. Last week I was following you people as we have been blessed by um, the word of God and on behalf of all the husbands we accept all the corrections, we accept all the admonitions, we also accept all the subtle rebukes that were um, directed at us. Uh, we promise not to uh, chase side checks when we prosper. We also promise, um, the other one was, that when you put on weight, we will only encourage you to um, lose weight and not go after slimmer versions of you. We also promise, um, what was the other one? <laughs> but you see, you know, the Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, that's teaching, but then also for rebuke. Princess, you are feeling hot. Turn on some of the air, air conditions so that princess doesn't feel so hot. Um, Bible says it's profitable. It means it will lead to your increase. It will lead to your blessings when um, you receive the teachings. But then apart from teachings, the word of God also comes to rebuke. Rebuke means to correct and to sternly... Um, um, set you on the right direction. Opposite from what you want to do. So you are meant to be rebuked also in church by the word of God. And then also for instruction. So the lady pastor who was preaching last week was instructing husbands on how to behave. And then for um, instruction in righteousness. So for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and then for instruction in righteousness. And what the purpose is that so that the man of God will be prepared, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. So when you are not rebuked, when you are not corrected, when you are not instructed, you will not be well prepared. Sometimes you see a woman who feels she's ready for marriage, but you know, as you go deeper, you see that she's not prepared for what is in marriage because there are things in marriage, eh? Recently, I was counseling a misbehaving um, sister. 
you know, who's I mean, and as I was looking at that, I told her that when you go to church on Sunday, remember to give God a thanksgiving offering that you are not married to me. <laughs> yes, I told her. Remember that it, that it should be a thanksgiving for deliverance. Deliverance from what? Not Satan or an evil spirit. Deliverance from me. This is your behavior. That your nice husband is tolerating. Because he's, he, he feels so privileged to be married to you. Anyway, those on Facebook, you are all welcome. And um, I hope you are enjoying the message so far. We are preaching on offense. And the evil that is ministered by and through offense. But I'm just doing a little recap on the message from last week. I was so blessed by it. I was listening to it live until I could. So I even heard when I was being told that I was listening to it after. Not knowing I was listening to it live. But I was so blessed by that. I listened to it again and again. I think the lady pastor in this church preached very well. It's true. Oh, clap for the lady pastors. When, when the uh, male pastors hold their mic, they are really correcting their wives. It looks like when their wives also take their mic, I don't know if there's a revenge motive or something. I'm not sure. But we are blessed nonetheless. But today, you know, I want to talk to you about probably one of the most serious topics you can ever hear. In all of Jesus' life on earth, there was only one thing he said would bring trouble to the world. And that was offenses. Matthew chapter 18, verse 7. Jesus Christ said, No, and Jesus Christ said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. That, see, what that means is, God will even become a homeless man first. Because God dwells in heaven. And he said, Heaven shall pass away before anything I have said will pass away. So when Jesus says, woe unto the world because of offenses, then prepare yourself for it. Because Jesus Christ said, it must needs be that offenses come. Definitely offenses will come. Definitely offenses will come. So prepare yourself for offenses. But woe unto the man by whom it comes. So this verse also means that be careful that you are not somebody who offends people. Because people will get into trouble because you have offended them. And you know, it occurred to me that in all the eight stages of disloyalty, the stage of offense is the only stage that Bishop has dedicated a whole book to. <laughs> I bet it was part of a chapter of one book. But it's so serious that like, it deserves to be made special and different and treated differently because there is a strong tendency for us to fall even to go to hell because of offenses and our inability to overcome them i read a story a true story about a woman uh, there's this book a divine revelation of hell by Catherine baxter if you get it to read it and Jesus took her on a tour of hell. And she said, other way in hell, she saw the sadness in Jesus' eyes. But they got to a woman, and then Jesus stopped. And as Jesus looked at the woman, Jesus began to cry. So, 
um, she asked Jesus what it was. And Jesus told her that. You see this woman? She was a happy wife, everything. Then she got born again. When she got born again, she became a prayer warrior. Always going for prayer meetings. And as you know, prayer meetings are usually their evenings. So, she neglected her husband's creature comforts. And with time, um, I think he hadn't listened to Lady Pasarete's message she preached last week, so <laughs> he went to get a side check because his wife was not home. So, one day, I think somebody gossiped to his wife about it, so the wife set a trap for him. And she said she's going for a prayer meeting, but she went to hide by the house somewhere. So, of course, he saw her husband coming in with a lady. So she waited a bit. Then she went back to the house, caught them in bed together in their marital bed. She took a gun, shot the woman, shot the husband, shot herself, went straight to hell. Yeah. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be definitely that offenses come. So, dear brothers and sisters, I mean, as I started reading this book, I just became afraid. I could only read two chapters, then I thought I couldn't take more of it. So, this morning I decided to just come and read the book to you and see what you make out of it. The the book is very self-explanatory. But you know, let me tell you something. When you get offended, it is not imaginary. When you get offended, it is not theoretical. It is not fleeting. You are offended because it is real. What is an offense? Video people, can you give me as many definitions of offense? Because you see, everybody says, oh, I'm not offended. Me, I've forgiven him a long time ago. Oh, no, 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 it's nothing. I've just, I've just forgiven him and moved there. It was such a long time ago. Look, Jesus said, don't trivialize offense. Oh. Jesus didn't trivialize offenses. Don't do that. When you trivialize offenses, you only destroy yourself. When you are cut on your body and you deny the existence of the cat, you can die. Because you didn't treat the wound. And then bacteria enters it. Then you get septicemia, which is the bacteria overcomes or multiplies and fills your blood. You can't die from it because it didn't treat the wound. What does it mean to be offended? It means to be upset and hurt or annoyed. Often because somebody has been rude or showed you disrespect. None of these words is theoretical, though. <laughs> you see, and I tell people that, you know, you should be careful because human beings are emotional beings. We are not beings of principle. We don't follow principles. All these things, uh, the principle, these motivational speakers always have four keys to a happy man. Ah, when they have insulted you in the house, which, 
which of the keys will work? Which of the keys will work? Like one motivational speaker said, he was married for 18 years. Never a quarrel on a single day. 18 years. Oh, yes. He said, when he met married couple who were not happy, he couldn't understand them. He said, ah, what is wrong with you that you are not happy in your marriage? Like, what can, like, what demon is, is there worrying you? He said, for 18 years, there was never a quarrel in his house. He said, he always had keys, principles, doors, and locks to a happy marriage. Until the day he woke up one morning and there was a divorce letter at the door for him. Yes. His wife was at home when the divorce letter from his wife came home. <laughs> not that they, they are separated, not that they are separated or he had traveled and when he came back or she had traveled and then said, no, she was at home. I even think he said she had just served him breakfast or something. Hey. Oh, yes. He said from that day, no more keys, no more principles, no more locks, no more doors. Everything is what? Grace. Jesus said it. Woe unto the world because of offenses. To be offended, what does it mean? go. Number one is what? Go back to the pastor. An illegal act or a crime that has been committed. Maybe you've been raped. Look, you know, Many years ago, about uh, 2009, 10, after some experiences that I had in counseling, I came to the conclusion without data, but personal conclusion by revelation that any girl who is 18 years or about 18 years, the likelihood that somebody has attempted to repair is about 70%. 70%, not 50, 70%. That the person has succeeded is about 60%. When it comes to girls who are not married, whose virginity has been broken, 90% they were raped. You know, we don't like the word rape. Maybe, let me use against your will. Maybe that one you uh, prefer it. Let's, let's use against your will. <laughs> yes. 90%. 90% was against your will. That's why I say, uh, you are having an illegal act or a crime. You get offended when an illegal act is committed to you. You get offended maybe you are swindled by somebody you trust. An uncle who said, I'll pay your school fees. He was lying. He didn't. I met a girl. She told me, I've slept with pastors, prophets, and priests. Oh, yes. She was broken. She was twisted. She told me, any man who tells me I'll sleep with you, I'll sleep with him now. Any man who tells me I love you, I'll never sleep with him until I die. Because that you I love you, you are telling me. You take me to be a fool. That's why you are telling me I love you. 
Because when she looks at the number of men who have said, I love you, and what happened after that? Because of that, I love you. You can see that their offense has made them almost non-normal. So be careful. Then I saw that the safety, the safety, after I did my personal statistical survey, I saw that the safety, the safety, the only safety for a girl is to be born again. I saw that among born again girls, the likelihood that there's been either an attempted rape is about 20%. I saw it just, just by a random sampling. Then once again, I saw that then. God and his ways and committing yourself to God is actually for your benefit, not for God's benefit. I saw it. Then I saw that among unbeliever girls, when it is 20% for the believer, it's about 1%. <laughs> yes, for those who don't believe in God. Look, I have learned it. When I was an immature Christian, a new Christian, I used to see that all... Um, Unbelievers, you know, they'll go to hell. God will punish them. But as I matured, it changed from anger and judgment to pity and sadness. Because I saw that the way of the unbeliever is a hard one. Number five is what? The next one. A breach of a law or rule, an illegal act. Number four. A thing that constitutes a violation of what is judged to be right or natural. I was reading a book called Grandmaster Now in Christ. And they were saying that the strongest demon, most difficult to get rid of, is when you are raped in a homosexual act. That it is the most violent act that can be committed on a person. Yes. And that that demon is difficult to get rid of. Why are you quiet? I'm only sharing about those who are offended. This is just an introduction to the message. These are just the definitions. I'm just reading the definitions from the um, Oxford Dictionary. And explaining it. Judge to something that is not right or natural. We, like, we don't behave like that. And that's why one of the things that offend greatly in marriage is when the wife doesn't serve. You see, I tell wives that breaking of your marital vows is not only infidelity like the man has gone to uh, cheat on you. When you were at the altar saying, I promise in the side of this congregation to submit yourself to you. When you also don't submit yourself to your husband, you broke your marital vows. Yes, the vows are not only in forsaking all others, I'll give myself to you alone. That's not the only vow. It also comes, it's also made up of, I'll submit myself to you. Great offense comes in marriage through the non-submission of the wife. Oh, yes. I have never seen a marriage broken up through adultery. Maybe you have, but I haven't. It's always offense that leads to divorce. That's why Jesus Christ said, woe unto the world because of offenses. I don't want you to trivialize this message. 
That's why I'm taking my time. As long as it is, I'll speak. Ah, when it's time to close, then I'll stop. I'll just say, I've not run out of words. I've run out of time. We will continue next week. So you understand it because you see, as you are here, the devil will make you have a feeling he should close so that we can go home. We should close because the word coming is piercing. Oh, I don't intend to rush it at all. <laughs> Number five, an annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult. <laughs> Two, or a disregard for you, like you are a big man. You know, I was going to use somebody, but I don't use him. Maybe in the work you do, you own your company. You are staff, and they're like, when you arrive, they stand up. I mean, like, you're a big man. When you meet people in town, you are held in high regard. I mean, you are used to people serving you and bowing to you, and you are even used to you facing people. Then you come to church. <laughs> then you meet a certain kind of pastor. For some unknown reason, unknown reason, doesn't seem to understand that you are a big man in your own right. You are a king in your palace. You say unto one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And when he sees you, he just talks to you anyhow. And you just say, look, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) You just say, disregarding me. Doesn't he know who I am? He's just cracking a joke about me. Get offended. You see, have you seen that when there's a football match, basketball match, one player injures another. The one who caught the injury, he continues to play. The one who is injured leaves the field. Have you not noticed that? The one who caused the hurt, he may even just get a caution. But the one who is injured is taken off a stretcher. He cannot play the rest of the match. Now, depending on how he is hurt, the intensity of the hurt that is not healed, he will be out of action as long as it takes for him to be healed. Sometimes, a career may even be ended by a head. Meanwhile, the person who caused the head continues to play and earn millions. But I have good news for you. In every sport, check it out, there are some players who are able to play through injury. Ah, oh, yes. And those are the things that separate the men from the boys. They are hurt, but they play. Look, I was watching a basketball match. There was this uh, basketball player called Kobe Bryant. He suffered an ankle uh, broken, broken or breakage or broke. What, what do you call that thing? Ankle, not brokenness. Yeah, an Ashanti man speaks English well. Not ankle brokenness. He suffered an, a superstar.
ankle, played through the injury. Another player, he just, he just started, ah, my toe. He can't play again. Yes. Can you continue through your injury? Can you behave normally when you are hurt? <laughs> because you will be hurt. And they'll tell you it's a contact spot. So there will be injury. When you are hurt, can you play? When you are hurt, can you continue? Will you react to your hurt? Or you act like there is no hurt? Then you continue playing. When the game ends, then you go and dress your wounds. Be careful. For as long as you are not healed, you will be out of action. For as long as your injury continues, you cannot play. You will not be included. As long as you are ahead, you will be excluded. As long as you are ahead, you will not be signed onto another team. For as long as you are ahead, your prosperity will start going down because nobody will give you a contract to play. Nobody will propose to you because you look ahead. You will not get married because you've not overcome your past injuries and hurts at the uh, hands of men. But there are other women who have been raped hundred times yet are smiling. Oh yes. Oh yes. Moving as though it's normal. But deep down but they've learned that if I allow this head to guide me I'll be stuck. I'll move. Jesus Christ said go onto the world because of offenses. Maybe you shared a personal problem with the pastor. <sighs> Came to church on Sunday and your example was being used. <laughs> I will never come to this church again. The pastor doesn't respect me. He used me as an example. But who should be used as an example? Who, who should be used as an example? When other people are being used as an example, then you are laughing. <laughs> when it is now your turn, you are offended. And as you are offended and cut yourself, the church is moving. The pastor is not even aware you are offended. Have you ever been hurt and then the person who hurt you, you met him in town, laughed. Oh, he said, oh, tell how. So I miss you. You are, you are very angry with him. But he's not even aware that he that he's not aware that you are angry with him. And when he met you, he tells you, Oh, Charlie, long time oh. So I miss you. Hey, so let me for meet, we for meet, we for meet. You are you are cursing him in your mind. Oh. His spirit is free. You are walking around with your bed. Jesus Christ said. Woe unto the world because of offenses. I'm teaching you to just prepare yourself. You may lose too much because you've not overcome your head. You see, and you are hurt because you didn't expect to be hurt. That's why you are hurt. That's why I saw the basketball players, you, you see them wearing gum shields. Some even wear face mask because the team they are going to play with these guys, eh? They like hurting people. Pa, let me protect myself. 
You were not expecting to be hurt. That's why you are hurt. If you were expecting to be hurt, you would have prepared yourself. The Bible says the wise man sees the evil ahead. The wise man sees the hurt ahead and prepares himself for it. But the foolish man pretends there will be no hurt and then is destroyed because hurt will destroy you. Not the person who hurt you. The person who hurt you is not destroyed. Can't you see that these Italian defenders, I don't know if part of their training is to end careers, football careers of people. But when people are going to play against Italian teams, they're actually afraid that this can be the end of their career. So they even prefer to lose that match and then continue playing Italian defenders. But can't you see that when the Italian defenders have ended your career, they are still playing. Dear brother and sister, prepare yourself for heads. Point number one. Told you I'm just reading the ah, No, 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 let's continue. <laughs> the action of attacking someone or something. You came to church. Maybe <laughs> the pastor said, Matthew chapter 18 verse 7. Then you went to put Mark chapter 8, verse 17. <laughs> then the pastor said, Who is the madman behind the keyboard? Who is the madman behind the keyboard? Who is it? Who is the madman behind the keyboard? Meanwhile, you are a big man in town. One of our bishops was telling me that before he became a bishop one day in South Africa, the pastor asked him to tell the church. So he told, 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 told. Then at the end, the towels got finished in the shop. It got finished in the church where what the box got finished. So he went to the shop to go and buy the towels, more towels. That particular one was finished. And they had a big program that night. He tried to call his pastor, his bishop, he didn't pick. Text him, he didn't reply. So he had to take a decision between leaving the uncompleted tiling for the pastor to come and see or completing it. Because they had a, an international convention, a big program that night. So he took a decision that he will use a different kind of tile to just tile it. Because he has been calling his pastor, his pastor is not picking texting, the father don't reply. So he had to take a decision. So he took a decision that he will complete the tiling. Then later on, um, a decision will be taken. He said, <laughs> he was there when the bishop arrived in the church. When he saw the different, he said, who is the idiot who did this? Who is the idiot who did this? Meanwhile, he knows that this is the person he has told to tell the church. <laughs> Who is that? And you are shouting. He said, the that, Who is that idiot who did this? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He said he was there. He was telling him, No, he's standing there. Not that he was somewhere and then the video was asking him. He was standing there with him. Who is the idiot who did it? Number one, the bishop did that. He is the one who has been told to tell the church. 
The ability that he's standing there, yet he's asking, who is the idiot who did this? He said it was worth But you see, today he's a bishop. But if at that time he said, I cannot stand this nonsense anymore. I'm off. You gave me a job to do. I've done it. When I, I called you, you didn't pick. Texted you, you didn't see it. I've tried. It's not saying well done. <laughs> Thou good and faithful servant. You are, and as I'm standing by you, it's not turning to me and just say, oh, why did you do this? What happened? You are shouting to an anonymous person. <laughs> who is the idiot who did this? Jesus said, woe unto the world because of Christ. By his ability to play through injury. Today he said, Bishop, you cut short your blessing because of your wrong reaction to offenses. Because you didn't expect it. I'll show you. Do you know that offense is actually a result of love? I'll show you. If you are walking down the road and a madman says, you in the red uh, blouse, you are a prostitute. You are a prostitute. Hey! Prostitute. Will you be offended? But if you're a loved one, even doesn't say you're a prostitute, you are behaving like, hey! Because like I said at the beginning, we are not beings of principle. So 
we are emotional beings. The feeling of expressing hurt, indignation or irritation because of a perceived wrong or insult. The feeling. And have you seen that when the feeling comes, nothing can change it. Ah, but how can somebody say you are not feeling what you are feeling? Is the person you? Is the person you? And the worst one is when somebody says, ah, but don't think that way. Ah, but you are thinking that way. That's why Jesus Christ said, trouble is coming because of offenses. But the good news is, the Bible says, we should look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, like because of the results, because of the outcome, because of the benefits, because of the end, because of the conclusion, because of what will happen after, not what is happening now, because of how things will turn out. He endured the cross, despised the shame, endured, listen, what did he endure? He endured the contradiction of sinners. What does contradiction mean? Contradiction means what I did, what is supposed to happen because of what I did, the opposite happens. One day they came to stone Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus asked them, for which of my ways do you stone me? What have I done to you? Is it because I healed your sick that you are coming to kill me? Is it because I raised your dead that you are coming to kill me? I fed 5,000 people. I fed 4,000 people. Is that why you are coming to kill me? That's why the Bible says that whatsoever a man doeth, he should do it unto the Lord. Not unto men. Hey, human beings here. Anyway, anyway, I have good news for you. I hear Satan has been complaining to God about human beings. Huh? <laughs> I hear Satan has gone to complain about us to God. Though, that human beings are now worse than him. So, I hear he's been telling God that anybody who says, the devil made me do it, the devil made me do it, God should not believe it. I hear Satan says that now he's learning how to sing from human beings. That the kind of sins we are committing now, he hasn't seen some before. So, those of you who are blaming things on Satan, he are going to tell God not to believe you again. When it came to demons, evil spirits, Jesus Christ told his disciples, resist them, fight them, bind them, wrestle with them, contend with them. When it came to human beings, Jesus told them, Beware of men. <laughs> yeah. Jesus told the people, fight with demons. Bind them. Wrestle. We wrestled against the Wrestle with powers. Spiritual wickedness, not in low places, so high places. Wrestle with them. When they came to human beings, God looked at the people here. Hey, people, be careful of them. <laughs> So get ready. Ask those who are married. Why, why 
Why do you think that when a husband is killed or a wife is killed and nobody knows how the person died, they catch the spouse first before the investigation starts? When O.J. Simpson was a popular American uh, football player, his wife was killed. He wasn't there. They came to catch him first. He said, ah, but I wasn't there. They came to catch him first. Because marriage is a close contact spot. <laughs> marriage, the spot is worse than an Italian defender. Heads of fence. Today, this, tomorrow, that. Today, this, tomorrow, that. But if you can be somebody who is, no. Let me show you a key to a happy marriage. Everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs> if you do something for your spouse in marriage, because you are expecting something good in return, I'll show you. Amanda, your uh, pharmacy is called what? What's the name? Uh, Steve, what's Amanda's pharmacy's name? Top Up Pharmacy. Top Up Pharmacy. Top Up Pharmacy is a very nice pharmacy at East Legon. They sell authentic drugs. Their hypertensive drugs are very uh, effective. They don't import fake drugs like other people. If you do something for your spouse, eh, expecting good in return, a commensurate return, something there. Before you do that act, go to a uh, top-up pharmacy, eh? buy your hypertensive drugs in advance, in advance, and then put it down. So that as soon as you do it, no, then you start taking it. <laughs> no, because as those who are married, don't do something. Number one, there will be offenses that will hurt you. Ah, Marian Webster Dictionary says offense is to cause a person or a group to feel hurt. See, the feelings again, oh, to feel hurt, angry, or upset by something said or done. Hey, Rita, something's. The point I'm trying to be there's nothing theoretical about hurt. Nothing. You see, but the thing is, Bible says be angry but sin not. It means you can be offended. You or you will be offended, but don't sin as you are offended. Because it will hurt you more. Finally, an offense is something that outrages the moral or physical senses. You see, and that's why sexual sins are very difficult to overcome. Yeah. And that's why like in the in more uh, civilized countries, somebody who tampers with the sexuality of a child is put in jail and is labeled as a sex offender and these days they will publish your name publicly that this is a sex offender. And then they will even make laws that he should not be one kilometer from a school or a children's playground and they'll put a metal uh, tracker on you that this is a sex offender because it's difficult to overcome that thing, their feeling. 
There may be no physical scar, but they know that the feeling this thing you've done has produced, you have injured someone for life. Number one. Bishop says point number one. I'll read when it's time we'll close. Uh, as soon as you hear me saying, I've not run out of word, I've run out of time, then it means we'll continue next week. You may be happy. Please, I'm just reading. If it applies to you, please, go to www.dagiwadnow.org and then there's a comment section there. You can write anything you want. Then you go and come. I'm just reading the book to you. He said, you may be happy to be a member of the church today. You may be glad that God has called you and made you a part of the church. You may be an excited member of the church council. You and your friends may be glad that you are part of the church family. Indeed, you may even boast about how things are different in your church. You may speak confidently about how others do not have the blessings that you have. But Jesus has predicted that one day you will be struck in such a manner that you will have a lot of pain. This pain may be a pain in your heart. This head may be something you find difficult to get rid of. The pain you will, you will experience may change your life forever. Our apostle, I wish I had met you earlier. I wish I had met you earlier in life. If I had met you earlier, my life would have been different. I've met many pastors, but none like you. May God forever bless you, your wife, your children. Until you get angry with me. Because I told you the truth. You know, that's why these days I don't even tell people the truth again. No? My mother is a counselor in the Presby Church. She said one day, you know, the Presby Church, they are more experienced than us. Watch the Presby Church Catholic method. They don't visit much or interact with their uh, members much. It is from experience. One day, my mother said, or say, young couple in church always quarreling this one wife committing adultery husband committing adultery both is an all play all situation <laughs> so quarreling she said so one day it came to her attention so she went to see her priest after church that oh there's something important she has to discuss with her but because these uh, couple to their parents were very significant in the church so like the pastor to handle the case. My mother said she was sitting in front of the priest talking about the problems. As she began to speak, mentioning the names of the couple, the, husband, um, the pastor took groundnuts. And as my mother was speaking, he was, you should counsel them, for those who are not Ghanaian, so you should counsel them, as my mother was talking then, he was putting the granite, then he would sip so, so below a bit, throwing granite in his mouth. And my mother was talking, pouring out their heart about the couple, this, that, the priest should intervene because it's not good for. She said, when she finished, then the priest asked them in Ghan, Have you finished? Then she said, Yes. She was waiting for his direction on what to do next. Then the priest told her, 
in Ghana. Please park your car and go home. <laughs> the priest was it me. I should go and counsel them. But what will change? Will I not just get an insult? The Bible says, reprove a scorner and he shall hate you. Do you know the people I've counseled who have insulted me? Do you know? You don't know. These days, I've come to a conclusion that not everybody has to have a happy marriage. Not everybody even has to marry. Not everybody has to uh, have excitement in marriage. What again? Not everybody is supposed to even, uh, some people are even supposed to also divorce. If there's no divorce, why would it be in the Bible? Some also have to divorce. <laughs> so me these days, I only advise once. The, the Bible says, once has he spoken, twice have I heard, I have to follow my God. So I just say, once. After that, your reaction and your response is up to you. You don't even want to insult me when I advise them on the right thing to do. You don't know. Yeah. The woman. But wait, apostle. Apostle. I've never. <laughs> Number two. There will be offenses that will anger you. You see, and when you have a pastor like me, Oh, I tell you soon, you'll be angry. <laughs> One day, I was talking to a bishop about marriage. I think bishop had advised me and he didn't know what to say again. So he told me, Thus, do you think it will be easy to be married to somebody like you? You know, I hadn't thought about myself before. Eh? Just like you have also not thought about yourself before. But when he asked me, I froze. But I said, mm. <laughs> the way I am, that it struck me that no, my wife has done very well. First of all, to marry me and then to stay married to me. Whether happily or not, I don't know, but at least <laughs> she has not left. <laughs> phone number after church you text her and ask her but I just I'm telling from from my side but when Bishop added he said Thomas do you think it would be easy to be married to somebody like you that question changed my life forever because I said that no the way I am look at me telling a girl to go and give a thanksgiving offering to God for deliverance that God didn't lead her to marry me is deliverance. She had to bring thanksgiving offering to God. Then the one who has, I don't know if it's a mistake, but the one who has married me, what will happen to her? Yeah. Things will anger you. If you don't want to be angry, eh? come to church, go home, hear the word, but don't come and ask for the truth. You will soon be angry. Truth angers. I said, do you know the people I've told truth to who have been angry with me? And because of that, there are people that I watch. I know truth about them. I don't say, God, if I tell you the truth, you'll be angry. And me too. I'm a normal human being. I don't want anybody to be angry with me. Ah, 
But you do want people to be angry with you. Me too, I don't want people to be angry with me. So I look at everybody, smile with everybody. Me, I thank God for my nice smile. Though. It's a very great blessing from God to help me. But if I didn't have such a nice smile, eh, I'd be in trouble. Though. Like every day my face is how it is supposed to be. No, 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 no. It's not work. God has blessed me with every animal that they have defenses. God has a way of protecting that animal. Number two, you may be happy today. Have you seen how you are laughing in church, enjoying the message? Ah, I'm sure of you, Apostle. The message you preached this morning. Ah, Apostle, as I was sitting there, I don't know what was happening to me. Apostle, ah, Apostle, Apostle, there's none like you. Apostle, there's none like you. Apostle, the message you preached this morning. Have you heard some? Apostle, God is using you. Okay. <laughs> How come that when you're angry with me, that God is not using me again? You may be happy today. You may enjoy the church today. You may be excited about what God is doing in the ministry. But Jesus is predicting that something will happen to irritate you, annoy you, and and anger you. Like when Lady Pastor Rita joined the church and I told them to break up with their boyfriend. Called what? Achu. It took, was it about four, five, or six months? One of them. First of all, like the parable, I sent a servant. (laughs) I sent my beloved daughter. David, I tell what she did to David. I was in Liberia around the front of their Congress building when she called me. That apostle, it's not easy. I said, what is not easy? I've spoken to Rita, to me, but she's not backing down. She said she loves the guy and this and this. It's like she was very upset. I said, okay, leave it. When I come to Ghana, I'll speak to her. She was not happy. Please, do you remember you were not happy with us? Oh, the way you are laughing, you don't, please, were you happy with us? No. <laughs> yeah, I hear you calling her A1, 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 A1. You don't know where we started from. <laughs> she was angry with us because she was so much in love. <laughs> what made you change? But you see, she should be grateful that she met me when I was more zeal, not zealous, but I was more immature and I really wanted to change people. God, this is, I don't want to change people again. But if everybody marries a good man, who will marry a bad man? <laughs> eh? I'm asking a question. It's an objective question. If everybody marries only good men, then the bad men, what will happen to them? Some, the bad men also deserve wives. Even Christian wives? Yes! If everybody does the right thing, how would the scriptures be fulfilled? That what fellowship of light is that? Some light have to marry darkness so that when the problem comes, we can use it to counsel other people. That you see? This is what happens when light marries darkness. If I tell you the truth, will you be angry with me? Hmm. Jesus has predicted that one day, you will have a set of experiences 
that will anger you. Then Bishop asks a question. What can annoy you? What will irritate you? What will anger you in the future? It's just a matter of time. Number three. There will be offenses that will produce resentment and hatred. Oh. There are events in life that will cause you great displeasure. That's why marriage is the best example for this. Great displeasure. You know, even these days, me, I don't like, let me tell you the truth. When I'm officiating weddings now, it's with my lips, not my heart. When I was younger, I was free. Oh, wow. Uh, 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 what are the songs saying? Uh, that's love song we sing at their weddings. Um, I will love you faithfully. Forever and continue. Watch me. I'll just be walking behind like this. <laughs> but when I was younger, I'll be even singing along with them. I will love you. This is when they are singing, I will love you. You see, I'm, ho- I'm holding my marriage for the Bible game. I'll be following the bride and groom. I've been doing some some galleys. <laughs> they won't even do what you are counseling them to do. <laughs> there are events in life that will cause you great displeasure, even hatred for the person you love. One husband was short. His wife was thick tall. It's a true story. Every example I give is true. Now maybe 39 years ago, I think now, either 39, 30, 39 years ago, he wanted to rejoice in his wife. Sorry, with his wife. And then as he tried to approach his wife, his wife pushed him. And he fell 39 years ago. He has never approached there ever again till 16th October. 39 years ago. There was a, another husband. His wife was this type of sniffing around kind of wives. You know, one wise woman said, if your husband has left his phone unlocked and you've entered it, why don't you transfer money to yourself and delete their notification? You are rather going to look through his WhatsApp messages and it's causing you pain. What is wrong with you? You've gotten such a privilege. Your husband's unlocked phone. Why don't you transfer money to yourself and then delete the text that will come that you've transferred money so that there's no trace? You go to WhatsApp messages to be causing yourself um, you have not gone to top up pharmacy to go and buy your pre-hypertensive uh, drugs. What is wrong with you? If you're about to change that girl, what can you do about it? You go down on your knees and pray and curse the girl. May she develop, may she become a cripple. May she become blind. May one of her face develop stroke and then have you said whether your mouth will go down like this? Facial paralysis on the right side. Yes, 
That's how to stop side checks. You don't go and fight your husband. You ask him, so when he sees that the girl's face has chiaped like this, he'll, he'll stop. You don't need advice. You don't, you don't even need God. Her face should bend. He'll change his mind. That's how to deal with side checks. I'm, I mean, I'm giving you free advice as you keep getting. Don't even go and fight with the girl. But the fact is, she has organized her friends to even beat you, the wife. You don't fight with side checks. You curse them. Father, I stand upon your word. That those who bless me shall be blessed, and those who curse me shall be cursed. This girl is I stand upon your word. May she become blind in one eye. May she develop facial paralysis. May uh, she be develop a mental, uh, mental uh, imbalance. May she become depressive. May, oh, that's how to do. You stand upon the word. The affliction shall not come twice. This is the end. We draw a bloodline. Yes. That may her leg move to the back like if it turn. That's how to deal with side chicks. You're fighting your husband. You don't know that his side chick, he has saved the numbers. Carpenter. Carpenter. You see a musical from Carpenter. You, see, you saw the musical from Equia. You have freaked out. No, no, Equia, the person is buying your anniversary gift for. That freaked out because he saw a queer beauty. A queer beauty. <laughs> Meanwhile, the beauty in the queer because she's a beautician clinic and it's like he's buying some cosmetics for you for me. So the easy way to say the name of a beauty, you have freaked out. Meanwhile, you see, Capita Joe. You have rather go to give, you run and go to give your husband's phone to because Capita Joe is calling you. As a why, Capita Joe, Anna. Huh? You don't know well. Please, I'm not giving you ideas on how to save phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You should be afraid of Carpenter Joe. That is the one. Anyway, back to my message. We like laughing too much when I'm preaching. There are events in life that will cause you great displeasure. Indeed, these events may be tumultuous that they may even generate hatred in you. Hate is a very strong emotion. Hatred counts before murder. Oh, look at these six pastors. Hey, you should hear them talking before offense and hatred came. Charlie, when you are sitting in a meeting with Larry Odonkoye, when Larry was Larry, and he speaks about his loyalty to Bishop, you'll be intimidated, and you feel like you are an orangu. No, by the time Larry finishes speaking about Bishop, you feel you are an orangu because you cannot speak like that until offense comes. Then you hear him calling the same Bishop Satan, a dog master, a this, uh, somebody preaching false doctrine, and that you were, yes. See, so I'm not preaching a message that is theoretical. I'm talking also about what we have seen. You see couples divorcing, and the divorce is acrimonious, played out in court. You feel these are two enemies from birth. But these are the same thing. I love you. One day. <laughs> no, let me not give this example. Prepare yourself for offense. As you are getting married, also as part of preparing your makeup, preparing your gown, preparing your mascara, preparing for 
What again do you marry? High heels, tiara. As you are preparing for marriage and you are preparing the decor and the uh, what? The reception and the chairs and the what? Wedding cake and the knife for the wedding cake and what again do you prepare? The rings also add offense to the preparations. Hmm. One day I saw a video. Oko Mensah was preaching and Bishop entered the church hall. Bishop enters. Will I be jumping? No, I felt inferior. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He stopped. <laughs> he jumped down and so Bishop sat down. That was before offense. When offense came, he said, I am a modern day Martin Luther. And now expose his false teachings. He sat down in human flesh. <laughs> Can such love turn to bitterness? The answer is yes. I say, as you are preparing for your pastoral work, as you are preparing to take up a new job in a bank, as you are preparing to start your marriage. As you are preparing to enter into a new relationship, in all your preparation, also prepare for offense and how you manage it when it comes. Number four. There will be offenses that will be difficult to forgive. It is important that, it is important to know that there are things that everyone finds difficult to forgive. Ooh. And everybody's own is different. I met, a hus- I met a wife once. She said, I've told my husband, I've told him, I had a discussion with him, I told him, that he can commit adultery. I don't mind. But the day he touches me, like he slaps me, that's my last day in the marriage. For everybody, there's something that will be difficult for you to forgive. I have sad news for you. Sad news for you. You shouldn't have said it because Satan has heard it. Because that bad thing that you cannot forgive, you press it. So prepare for that bad thing to be pressed. If it is never pressed, praise God. But in case it is pressed, in all your preparing, prepare to be offended. Oh, apostle. I want to serve you. (laughs) Somebody said, Apostle, I want to cook for you. I don't remember the last time I saw the person. (laughs) But now, I'm starved to death. Number five. We are going to number seven, then we close on number six. Number five. 
There will be offenses that will bring problems to you. Ask your neighbor, what has struck you? What had the devil done against you that you cannot forgive? Tell the person, it has brought your life to a pause. All the problems in the world come from offended people. <laughs> We're in Ghana. Rollins rose up. He said, I don't know economics. I don't know biology. I don't know chemistry. I don't know philosophy. But I know what it means to go to bed on a hungry stomach. So he came to Ghana, fought against rich people. Can you imagine? PNDC, NDC people. You have two crates of mineral in your house. You are in jail. Where Rollins was Rollins, mommy. Remember those days? You have two toilets. Why should you have more than two toilets in your house? Rollings. Fridges. Why should you have fridges? No, they'll beat you in public because you have fridges in your house. You can't imagine it. They killed, they killed, they murdered Kenel Rujafeli for going for a loan of 50,000 CDs from Ghana Commercial Bank. They killed him. Firing squad at Teshi here for going for a loan. You see, you are only reacting to your offense of coming from a poor background. That's what the Bible warns against poor people becoming leaders. The, the Bible actually warns against it. Anyway, it's rich people to also become. Uh, some. Number six, number six, number six, number six, number six, number six, number six. Number six. <laughs> you, know, you see, you like to spawn my messages, but I refuse you in Jesus' name. Number six. There will be offenses that will bring great woes. Psalm 119 verse 116. Great peace. Great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. What will keep you from being offended is the law of God. Your quiet time every day, God will speak to you. Be careful. Cool down. Great peace have they that love thy law. That's why the easier people, to, the easiest people to leave churches are those who are not spiritual, who don't have their quiet time, who are not close to God, who don't have the word of God dwelling in them richly. Oh, yes, because think, even some people may even be offended by some of the examples I'm using. Why is it? I mean, you may even be angry that I'm talking about my marriage in the way I'm talking about. Is it your marriage? Is it your marriage? Is it your marriage? But some, one day I went to church, friend out on campus, and the elder, the chief elder who was preaching, used me as an example for something. We all laughed, it was funny, more just an example. Do you know after church, somebody came to ask me, Are you okay? I said, Okay, about what? He said, He said, Oh, no, no. The way he used you as an example was wrong. I said, What are you talking about? No. The way he used you as an example is so that he's offended for me. <coughs> he's offended on my behalf. And if he understand what he was, he was offended on my behalf. You can imagine today he's not in the church. What will make you leave the church? Remember, 
that after you leave, the church will continue. But you would have not. No, I met a guy. I was everything to him. I don't know if it, if it was or am. Everything to him. Advice him, do they, do they. The one day I offended him. Truly offended him. But of course, you ask yourself, if I'm a pastor, why would I wake up in the morning and say, um, who can I offend today? I'm looking for somebody to offend. Um, I won't be happy till I've offended somebody. So who should I choose for today's offense? Because yesterday I offended this person, but yesterday is gone. Another day, I need a new person to offend for today. So I offended him. Hey! You see, be careful. See, the Bible says, shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive also? Learn to mix the good with the bad. And then see that, oh, there's, there, there's more good than bad. Because by the time he finished with me, by the time I finished apologizing to him, and apologizing again, and apologizing again, I realized that he had lost me. The only person who was advising him in life. In the day he got offended, he forgot about the many other things that I am to him. Freaked out. You see, and the thing is, he's offended with me, but I'm not offended with him. So when I need him, I call him, but he cannot call me again. He cannot call me again. But I'm not offended with him, but he's offended with me. Be careful. You will lose too much. You will lose what you should have kept for life because you are offended. Well, I've not run out of where though. It's time I've run out of. Let's stand to our feet. <laughs> oh, I think you should put your hands on your heart and pray for yourself. What will offend you? What will annoy you? What will cause you to react wrongly? What will make you forget every good thing that there is and only focus on the evil? Bible says, Philippians 4, 7, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, and then of good reports. Is it good that you are offended? Is it good that you are angry? Is it good that you are hurt? Is it of a good report? Pray to God to take heads out of you. so that 
that you are stuck. May the wind of the Holy Spirit blow you out of that hole. Blow you out of that hole. Blow you out of that hole. Maybe you are offended with your boss in the office. Therefore, you cannot even give out your best in the office. And it's taking you down and down and down and down and down. May the wind of the Holy Spirit blow that head out of your heart. Maybe your child has even offended you. Because of that, you cannot bless your child from your heart. Maybe your brother, maybe your sister, maybe God has even blessed somebody and you seem to have been neglected and you become offended with somebody that God has blessed. Pray to the wind of the Holy Spirit. Blow every head and every face out of your heart. Maybe you are a student. Your lecturer failed. You are offended with your lecturer. You are stuck. Therefore, you cannot even do well academically. Maybe your parents have offended you. Your mother has offended you. Your father has offended you. You are stuck. Pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow you out of that hole. For your own deliverance, that you may advance and progress and forgive and do well. Maybe somebody maltreated you, somebody mistreated you, somebody abused you that you didn't expect. So you are stuck. Because of that, you cannot give yourself to a healthy, natural relationship with women or with men. Pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow that evil experience out of your heart. Maybe you were duped by someone. Maybe somebody who you trust didn't fulfill their contractual obligation. Because of that, you walk in mistrust. Maybe somebody promised you something and failed. Because of that, you are stuck. Maybe somebody offended you. I curse the 
experience in the name of Jesus. I curse the effect in the name of Jesus. Curse the pain that has lingered all these years, buried within your subconscious. I bring it down and curse it and deliver you from it this morning. Deliver you from it this morning. Let the chains be broken. Let the chains be broken. Let the chains be broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I pray. With every hand bowed and with every eye closed, as we come to the end of the service, I want to give you a chance to come to Jesus. Surrender to him. Renew, renew your relationship with him. If you are here like that, you want me to pray with you. I want to give you an opportunity to come to Jesus. I want you to come to the front of God. Maybe you want to rededicate your life to God. Somebody invited you to church. Lift up your hands and come. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, take full control of my life from today.
by which we ourselves are destroyed and are being destroyed and thereby many others are become found by our actions, by our words, by our reactions. So I pray for my sisters. Today marks the end. Today marks the end. I draw the blood line in the realm of the spirit. The word says, all things are passed away behold all things are made. Let's take our seats. Are you happy you came to church this morning?